Personally, I think this episode is basically perfect as a Gyukton Saiban story. I think I managed to finish the episode as I had imagined it. It's vying for first or second place of my own personal favorites in the series. As it was the third episode, my head was already getting used to coming up with ideas, and I managed to come up with the plot rather smoothly. The circus and magic. These were the themes I definitely wanted to use when it was decided that we'd work on game two. The destructive power of the Steel Samurai was really wonderful in the last game, so I was prepared to break all the rules to surpass that episode. The first thing we did when we were working on the scenario was the defying act of going to see the circus. With extraordinary excitement, we were all entranced by the strange feats performed on the stage. And the result was that we sort of used that for the background of the tent of the Big Berry Circus. The trick is pretty stupid, and the characters are outrageous. But I think that with this episode, I have now seen the perfected form of a mystery story that is possible only because it happens in the world of Gyakuten Saiban. This is from Takumi's blog posts on the Capcom blog. Welcome to Updated Autopsy Report, a podcast from Yotsuben and Friends, where we replay the entire Ace Attorney series with longtime friends and newcomers. I'm your host, Ben, and with me today is Desi. Hi. And two dear friends of ours, Tiago. Yo. And Rose. I am shocked. I'm horrified. (laughs) You guys. (laughs) <laughs> Desi and I are the longtime fans, and Rose and Tiago are the newcomers. We hope that through both of our perspectives as we play through the series, it'll reveal new details and provide interesting commentary for a series that's near and dear to us. Today, we have all played through 2-3, Turnabout Big Top. This is the third case of Game 2, Justice for All. And it is a doozy. Oh. <laughs> I cannot believe that he thinks that this is the best case in the game. Seriously? I'm appalled. Like, like the like all th- like so he he did this like one two and three came out right. Yeah, th- this blog post this blog post is contemporary with the game coming out. Yeah, understood, understood. Um, bold, yeah, uh, bold yeah. take. This, if if you, gentle listener, are listening to this and are wondering why we are baffled by this, if you have not played Case 3, Turnabout Big Top, uh, coming into this, uh, this case is widely considered by the fan base as, at least the, I should say, this is, I should make this very, very clear, the Western fan base is widely considered to be one of the most disliked cases in the entire series. Uh... However, if you travel overseas, uh, and in 2016, a Famitsu poll was done asking fans for what their uh, favorite cases were. The exact wording was, cases that gave you the biggest impression, uh, Turnabout Big Top was fifth out of all cases in all games in the series. This came out around the time when uh, uh, game, three, uh, game 6 was coming out. Excuse me. So, I would agree uh, that this made an impression. It, it it definitely did make a big impression. But, I, um, I had an impression made at me, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I guess I'll do a summary. Uh-huh. Big Top uh, involves... Uh, the very start of the game is when uh, Phoenix and Maya and Pearl 
all go to the circus. They are trying to show Pearl the wonders of the world that she has been sheltered from and uh, give her a little bit of a taste of what life outside a crane village is like. And uh, so they go to see the circus. She's wildly impressed by it. And the following day, uh, Maya says, guess what, right? Uh, the star of the show, Maximilian Galactica, uh, has been arrested for murder. You gotta defend him. Uh, the usual setup for as far as Maya bringing a, a, a client to Phoenix Wright's door like a cat bringing a, a dead bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, uh, Max, Maximilian Galactica is a uh, magician. He flies through the sky. It's his signature trick of floating across the tent, you know, in front of the audience. And uh, he has been uh, accused of murdering Russell Berry, the circus ringmaster, who was found slumped over a large, like, uh, traveling chest uh, and his head smashed, uh, back, smashed in the back of the head, uh, killing him instantly. So uh, as you start investigating through the circus here, you meet all the characters uh, yep. that inhabit this this large tent. Uh, you get to meet uh, the ringmaster's daughter, Regina Berry, who is a sheltered uh, 16-year-old girl who has lived her entire life in the circus and has no idea what like the outside world is like, as you know, a little bit of a parallel to Pearl. Uh, you meet uh, Ben, uh, the ventriloquist. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thank ben. you for adding the please. I, I here's the thing. Here's the thing about this character. I actually hate him the most. Yeah. So <laughs> I think for we the can remainder all agree. of this podcast episode, I refuse to tarnish your name, Ben, with his. I'm oh, just gonna you. call him Mr. Quist. Mr. <laughs> Quist. Yeah. I fucking hate that guy so goddamn much. Please continue. <laughs> so yes, uh, Ben the ventriloquist with, again, his uh, puppet, Trillo. Uh, you also meet Mo, the circus's like main clown, uh, who loves awful jokes and terrible puns. And uh, then eventually you will also meet uh, another character then, uh, who is uh, Acro the Acrobat. Uh, who uh, has been injured uh, in an accident uh, several months prior to this, uh, which, guess what, is important to the case, uh, and is now in a wheelchair. So, uh, yeah, throughout the rest of the case, uh, many, many moments of you dealing with all of these people in the circus, and not to editorialize out the gate before I get everybody else's opinions, but, man, all of these people are jerks and it is really tough to in addition to all the uh like traditional frameworks of ace attorney uh the most all the friction of the game comes to bear here the tree style uh menus to move around in the world uh having certain things only show up once you've talked to somebody there's multiple instances of that that are critical you know to this and and get a little frustrating uh and then courtroom segments also come up that uh sometimes seem excessively punishing uh and counter to the way that uh you're traditionally uh encouraged to play the game uh so before we uh 
get to the like solving of the case and kind of how things uh, start to turn out, I will go around the room and talk to everybody. <laughs> how you felt about the case? Let's start with our friend Rose. First. Oh man! So I was the one talking smack about clowns the most because I had a childhood fear of them, and I will start out by saying the clown was not as horrifying as he could have been in the fact that he was a clown. Um, he was unfashionable. He was not terrifying. Um, however, I have had my first death in an, the game so far, uh, thanks to the clown. And so he's still not forgiven. Um, I did not care for this case. <laughs> uh, I went into this thinking, you know, maybe it's not so bad. I've heard some some annoying things. And I started out and I was like, all right, this seems pretty typical. Um, And then you get to the segment. I think it's like the, is it the second day in court or the like second half of the first day where you have to question the clown and. Yeah. When you're questioning Mo. Yeah. And the that's judge second day of, and Francisco uh, no, it's, just. It's yeah, the first it's, courtroom segment. Yeah. First, right. Yeah. Well, whatever. Day. The the I'm sure everyone will know what I mean because <laughs> that was so frustrating. He the judge just killed me for asking questions. I oh boy, I was not a fan. Um, the ending was stupid at best. I would say <laughs> uh, the only character I kind of liked was like Max, but like. Eh, I just I just felt like I was playing a visual novel version of a Reddit Am I the Asshole thread. And I just... <laughs> Jesus. Everyone was yeah. the asshole. Everyone was the asshole. Max, my least unfavorite, still trying to get with a 16-year-old girl when he's 21. I'm not even going to look at the ventriloquist. Um, mm-hmm. He's I hate him so much. right out. He's... 31. 40. We checked on stream. Oh, he's 30. I thought he was four, 30 or 40 years old. He is 30 yeah, or 40 years old. He's 31, I, yeah. The he's gameplay... 30 or 40 years old, and he deserves oh, punishment. Yeah. Gameplay, <laughs> annoying. It started out normal, and then it just got worse and worse and worse and worse, and I even Francisca couldn't save it for me. I was, I was trying to be uh, non-judgmental, but I'm judging, as my grandma would say. <laughs> We're judging now. Uh, D- Desi, how did you feel about coming back to this one? Uh, I remember when we started to see things that I distinctly recall playing um, in high school. And distinctly remember becoming very quickly burnt out on it. Um, I got kind of sick of playing through this case when I was uh, back in high school. I remember taking a break from the games for a while because of this particular case. Um, But I came back to it because I really wanted to play the Apologists game, so I did it for Polly. (laughs) Do it for Polly. I did it for Polly. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of things, basically, that Rose says that I agree with. Um, It's creepy. That all these adults are trying to date a sixteen-year-old, 
which I don't remember really thinking about at the time. I think I forgot about it, but maybe I just blocked it out of my brain because I didn't want to remember that. I mean, um, I was, I was, uh, you know, a young teen at the time when I first played this game. So I imagine like many of us, I was not as, uh, tuned in to paying attention to that sort of stuff at the time. Yeah, I was like, and these are all anime myself, characters. So. so you're, you're not always looking at the ages specifically, you know? Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I do distinctly remember this being the case that literally I had to take a break from Ace Attorney for a while because it was, I just was exhausted and tired of, like, they were punishing you for doing the things that you usually do kind of thing. I was just like, you know what, Mm, we're just gonna, like, I don't know, play Spyro again. (laughs) I mean, yeah, to be clear to the listener, uh, the moment in which you're uh, cross-examining Mo on the stand, uh, any statement that you press, you will get punished on uh, unless you are pressing the exact right one, uh, because Mo's jokes have been irritating the entire courtroom so much that they start to say, like, Phoenix, you're you're instigating this witness now. You need to pick you need to pick your one statement that you're going to press, and that's it. Uh, and it makes it very tough to get through uh, that segment when you're normally inclined to press nearly every statement to try to, you know, either see the funny conversations or figure out exactly what you need to present. Uh, And all of a sudden the game flips the script on you. And I don't think it's successful in doing that in like a fun, subverting your uh, expectations kind of way. Uh, And instead it just kind of becomes annoying. I I would describe it as very unsuccessful. (laughs) I did not have Uh, fun. (laughs) One thing I want to mention before I go to Tiago here next is that uh, in the anime adaptation of Ace Attorney, when they get to this case, something very interesting happens in their adaptation of this case. They completely excise this whole love triangle subplot with Regina, Max, and Ben. That's they completely so okay. just they just completely get rid of it. They just toss it out the window. Oh, the and, best uh, case in the game. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody who was in the writers' room sat down and said, maybe, maybe they just not. thought it was hey, yeah, maybe they, 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 they maybe they thought it was too messy. Maybe they <laughs> had other reasons for getting rid of it. Maybe it was the same reasons we're not a fan of it. But uh, but yeah. So Tiago, thoughts overall on this case. So this is like the first asterisk on like the place that's reduced people to Ace Attorney games, right? Like this is the this is the moment where I would go, hey, listen, it, there's it's kind of, there's some shit that's bad. Mm-hmm. If you can like, get through this case, you can get through any case. I will say, though. true, yeah. So <laughs> a lot of my grievances don't actually come from the gameplay. Yeah, Mo was annoying, but like the second the judge told me, hey, don't press him unless you need to, I was just like, okay, I'll just be right then and then (laughs) why didn't i think of that tiago i should have just been right i listen you know what no you try you try to flip this on the flip back maybe you should have just been right maybe i should (laughs) have maybe i should have looked at a guide i I actually did did. i ended up looking at a guide (laughs) so like the thing about mo is that real talk i'm on the judge's side for that part because i was also like Mo, you're irritating me. <laughs> like I legit, <laughs> I wish that I could punish the judge. Cause like this isn't my fault that he's like this. What the fuck? That's not fair. Mm-hmm. Like just think of it from like a worldview. Like the fact that like 
Who called him the, on stand? Fucking Francisca von Karma. Yeah, She's okay. Who should be punished? Francis. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's unfair that I have to take half my goddamn health bar when this guy says a fart joke. I all right. Before I even go into that, I I have like a grievance with every single character. The ventriloquist. Why the fuck was he trying to like marry his puppet to a sixteen-year-old? Like even even the ventriloquist knows. We all know Trillo isn't real. It's a fucking puppet, right? It's not mm-hmm. alive. This ain't a Batman the Animated Series puppet. This is a regular ass puppet that this adult is like. You know what? Let's get married, blonde sixteen-year-old child. Like, oh my god. So. <laughs> Fucking yeah, and then there's I mean the Matt- bit is is that yes that he's acting like the puppet is real and that everybody seems to act like the puppet is real. No, aside from Phoenix, you know. The, I you I so I do this thing where I we all do it where we give every single piece of evidence to every single character. I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, That's one way of playing Maxim- the game. Yes. You ask Maximilian Galactica about the ventriloquist, and people are like, "Don't you mean Trillo?" And he goes. Ben or Trillo, there's only one man. So, like, even Maximilian Galactica is like, yo, that's one dude. Like, let's be real here. Yeah, he's the only like, person who's like, I'm not gonna hit the puppet in the head with a bottle. Like, yeah. God bless his him. His villainous action was like, that was pretty just, like, I'd hit him in the head with a bottle of wine. Like, Max only hit him in the head with the ball of wine because he was jealous, which is dumb and stupid. But, it, but at but least like, he hit the 31-year-old the man. man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the man. He aimed right. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Regina Barry, I think, is in... in I'm, I'm going to choose my words very carefully because, like, I'm like... Because I, I have mixed feelings about this case. There are some things I really do like about this case. And there are some things I don't like about this case. And that love triangle is entirely part of it. But, like, Regina Berry, not to go too far of how this case breakdown goes, is that, like, her role in all of this is legitimately interesting, and she's almost a product of, like, another character. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting to think about. Now, do I wish that it was not encased around this sugar-coated child that everyone wants? Yeah, I do wish that! Yeah. Um, Lawrence Mo Curls. Mm-hmm. Uh, the clown. He's not hot, so I hate him. Akro. <laughs> Ak- uh, now, let me give you a legitimate uh-huh. criticism. Is that his stupid-ass animation got in the fucking way, and I was like, oh my god, just mashing through the aha, aha, aha. That's not how people laugh. If people, you know what? Maybe someone does laugh out there, so I don't want to be mean to them. I dropped my phone. If someone do- out there does laugh like that, and I'm not being mean, I just hate this guy. I right. hate this guy. Now, Acro is a person I do like, and I think he's okay. <laughs> Not to interrupt you, but I deadass just understood the joke for his name. At, wait, which one? Lawrence Mo Curls? Yes! yes. <laughs> I never thought about it before until you said it, and I was like, oh, okay. He's a fucking stooge. Um... I have mixed feelings about this case. I hate most of the characters except for Acro. That includes Maximilian Galactica, because normally that would be my comic book character, which is like a showbiz little fucking himbo twink, but like, he, he's dumb and stupid, and I do hate him. He made, me, um, he made me laugh a lot like when he was by himself, but as soon as he was around the other characters, I was like, ah, you fucking suck too. 
Yeah, that's the thing about he it. Was is that, like, fantastic, he was fantastic, but... Every other character sucks. Um, I think it was... I mean, a lot of my comments that I have about this case can only be done after the case breakdown, so maybe we should just go to that? Yeah, we, we, can, we can get into the rest of the summary here, which is... Uh, yeah, so as you work your way through the case, you realize that there is a really, like... A, there's a lot of, like, baggage from everybody. Uh, and then you... Yes, you get to meet Acro on the second day. So you're stumbling through at first without even m- having met Acro, who is, spoilers, the killer in this case. Uh, and so yeah, that, once you get to day two... Too. I didn't like that either. Yeah, so you don't even necessarily have him in the mix. You don't even know he exists until... Not even a consideration. Yeah, until I mean, day no, two. That, wait, no, that on the first day, uh, l- like I believe another character goes, Oh yeah, uh, Acro lives on the third floor. He's not here today. And my first immediate thought was, he's the killer. <laughs> like I'm just yeah, saying. but he doesn't have a sprite, so it's easy to forget. I gotta try Tiago's yeah. cool trick of being right all the time. I gotta get in on that. That could be helpful. It's sick. He did tell you to just be right. He did. It was good advice. Apparently, I need to. Y'all start make me seem like it. an asshole, but I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing. I hey, your guesses, guessing right. your guesses have been really on point throughout this entire game. It's a little like supernatural. This. Uh, there is a lot of uh hullabaloo around uh Max's costume, his silk hat, his white roses, and his cape, and so. There is a lot of elaborate uh, sleuthing going around where you try to figure out, oh, this bust that got stolen or went missing is actually part of what made people think that it looked like Max was there on the crime scene. The bust was the murder weapon then, too. It was dropped on the ringmaster's head. And then you start to suss out that, okay, on the second floor, which is where Acro's room was, he was intending to not actually kill the ringmaster at all. The reasoning for this is six months ago, the accident in which Acro lost the ability to walk, his brother was also put into a coma in a horrible and weirdly gruesome accident with a lion. Um, Because Regina's the lion tamer, you know, the animal manager for the circus. And since she's a naive young girl, she doesn't see anything wrong with just, you know, interacting with all these wild animals willy nilly. And uh, the accident that you uncover is that she and Acro's brother, whose name is, of course, Bat. uh, She and Bat. That's their nicknames. Yeah, I know. I know. But that's what everybody refers to them 90% of the time. So. Uh, she, they were, you know, an item. Uh, unfortunately, Bat is still too old for her, but uh, he's closer than anybody else in this story. Uh, and they have like playing little practical jokes on each other. And of course, he puts pepper on her one time, makes her sneeze a bunch. She goes to do the exact same thing back to him. But of course, tragedy strikes, and he's wearing a pepper-filled scarf when he sticks his head in the lion's mouth on part of a bit with her and the lion sneezes and bites down on her or on 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 bat's head uh and it's it's just a wild couple turn of events relying on regina's naivete and bats not noticing that his scarf is covered in enough pepper to make a lion sneeze and then immune to pepper 
and then he's he's he, he's not dead but he goes into a coma and acro is very resentful over this and he, he wants to kill regina over this and he he admits that this is irrational and this is kind of you know uh, a little of a bit of an extreme reaction to this but he he says he he couldn't understand that that she didn't realize how much hurt she had caused um and so he wanted to get her back for this but of course through a tragic uh set of circumstances you know uh regina was not the one who found this you know note and instead it was her father the ringmaster he goes to meet to figure out what's up and why somebody would be threatening his daughter and then he's the one who suffers uh and and is killed in the process so the final twist of the case then is you need to figure out where in the world acro hid the murder weapon and uh you are not given much to go off of you have to kind of infer this yourself while you're playing you, you i'll describe this and then you guys tell me if you thought this uh tracked but you're supposed to go it's here the only place that the murder weapon could be found is here because francisca did a surprise search of acro's room you know and it wasn't there and now the only way that Acro could have hidden it is if he kept it with him and hid it in his wheelchair. And so it's underneath his legs, like in between his legs, basically, uh, underneath his blanket that he's got over his legs in the wheelchair. You never see his full body sprite until this point. You always see him from the waist up. And it, to me, it always felt like a bit of a stretch to try to, like, yes, I could assume that there was something, you know, the, the rest of the sprite was there and that's where the weapon could, you know, be hidden. But it, it, it did feel like a bit of a stretch for me that okay. I was supposed to go, aha, you know, I, I wish you had seen his full body sprite uh, once or twice, you know, beforehand to start to get your brain thinking about it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it was, like, that it was actually a possible spot that they could have hidden something that big. That part does suck. Um, I only saw that part through sheer trial and error i guessed literally every other location but the legs because i was like <laughs> that seems like a dumb thing to say but it turns out an ace attorney sometimes the dumbest thing to say is the right thing i i took a 50 50 guess says the guy who's always right i was like well it's not in the room like definitely not the room so it's either in the big shop or it's on his chair which i again like Ben mentioned, I have never seen actually. Like except for yeah. like a little bit of the handles, and right. I guess chair, or I guess it's in this room, and I was right. But it was it was pure luck. Pure luck. Um, which is not cool. I don't love it. <laughs> so like that also sucks. That's the thing though is that like that is like they twist a lot of the mechanics of the game in this case. And every time they twist it, it's for the worst. But I actually like... I So here's the thing. is that I actually enjoy the plotline of Acro seeking revenge. Because mm-hmm. he has all these like emotions that he just doesn't know how to deal with. And the fact that every day he's being taken care of by the person who put his brother in the hospital. Right. Well, right. Like, Regina is the one who takes care of him every day. And it's like... Coming into the, like, contact with the person who hospitalized your brother and is sort of responsible for your accident, like, being like, 
hey, there's nothing wrong going on, would also drive me insane. Like, I would go nuts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, so, like, I think, because also, I, I think at the, mo- like, I think during the breakdown you mentioned that, like, Russell Berry ended up being the person that, because, like, Russell fucking knew that Regina was at fault. Because yeah. he would he would not have gone to the location. Yeah, the letter uh, said to the murderer, and to the he murderer. knew it was her. He knew that it was for Regina. So, like, the reason Max gets accused of all this is because the boss turns out to be the murder weapon. Russell Berry dresses up as Max so that no one recognizes him. But unfortunately, Trello does, because he's a stupid-ass fucking puppet. Oh. Um, <laughs> like, I... The plot line of seeking revenge for an accident, like, I I feel bad for, like, Acro is the only person I like in this case, because I feel bad for him, right? Mm-hmm. Like Nobody else fucking, is deserving. He was definitely no else... a sympathetic perpetrator, which is interesting. I don't know if we've really seen that before. No, there hasn't been a single killer who, like, showed any remorse. I wish he was in a different case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... I, I feel so bad for Bat, who, like, is if he wakes up from the coma that he got put into because he put his head in a lion's mouth, to impress then he's going to wake up to impress a girl, to impress a girl. He's going to wake up to the same girl being like, oh, by the way, I was at fault and uh, your brother seek revenge. And now he's in the prison because of me as well. Also, the ringleader's dead. And now Mo runs it all, I guess, which may be the biggest tragic thing of yeah. all. Yeah, and and now we all decided to restart the circus with me, Mo, and Max, and, and Ben, and, and Ben. Yeah, Why it, is uh, like... tri- Trillo? All right, Trillo. Actually, I have my, another. My husband, my cat, <laughs> the whole gang's here. Uh, I do have another thing to complain about about the final conclusion, which is okay. the thing that just annoyed me the most. Out of like. Like, the actual... Obviously, like, the characters annoyed me. But the actual, like, crime-solving, I was all on board. Until they... So, so, you know, the bust falls out of the window, and it hits the ringmaster in the head, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, which just kills him. Yeah. But he's disguised <laughs> yeah. himself as Max, so he doesn't get seen. For some reason that, like, I kind of get, but also was, like, never... Super. He just needed to put something to get on, and he did. Well, he didn't want to get recognized going to the thing because then, if like he didn't want people asking questions about the incident, yeah. Like I, I get it. It just like they never really went into that, and I was just sort of like, "Hey, eh, probably could have just walked over there. Like nothing would have happened. Like it was." Yeah, I don't. They didn't bring it up enough for me to think anything else other than. I don't understand why he's just up like yeah, Max like, in the first place. Like, at some point, they were like, oh, he disguised himself so he wouldn't be, but like, eh, he, okay. it didn't work, and he didn't need to, but they did <laughs> I... it anyways to make Max more suspicious, and then, then, he this, so he gets hit in the head with the bust, the big heavy bust. That's killing him instantly. Killing him instantly. That sucks. Um... And the cloak, Max's cloak that he's wearing, lifts up and catches on the bust, and then is drawn back. And it, they have this stupid little animation, and they play it like two or three times of this cloak, <laughs> like basically yeah. defying physics. 
by moving like forwards when it really shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I that yeah. Okay. I was like Oh, I don't man. know what could happen in Gakuten Saiyan. <laughs> I, it was... I guess. I guess he's right, but I don't the, think that's so... a good thing. I, well, I he is right because it's... It's, it's his game. <laughs> I don't think it's out of, like... So, I don't think it's out of, like, crazy, like, luck that the cape would catch onto the bust, right? Like... Not it, not perfectly the way it, it did, probably, it but... For, it shouldn't have moved forward like that. When it floated up, it should not have moved forward, I agree. I think that I'm gonna, like, I, I... So, like, here's the thing about the thing that moved forward, right? We don't actually ever get to see it move forward. That was just, like, Moe's account of the thing, right? I mean, we see we that was, see the animation. Well, well, this is Phoenix speculating. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. Phoenix's description of it. it. This is, I think, the point in which I realized how poorly the mystery <clears throat> is is explained, and and the way that like the when they know the player can't figure it out on their own because it's a little too much of a leap of logic. So they need to have Phoenix explain it. You're yeah. not. Give, necessarily given evidence to present this instead you make a choice earlier on and then phoenix starts talking and as he continues to talk he starts to explain what happened is that when the bust fell the cloak rose up just enough to get caught on the bust and when the bust was lifted back up by acro into the second floor the cloak stuck along with it and this made it look like you know max was there and he was flying away and that's that's what Mo saw and that made him think that, you know, Max was there and flying away. Uh, and Phoenix has to explain all this in detail and they show the animation and all this stuff. But the player does not have a chance to, like, reach this conclusion, them, conclusion themselves through presenting evidence or choosing dialogue options. Uh, you, you are just the conversation happens and leads into this. So I, I, I do think that that really solidifies for me that it's it's just not a great you know leap to make it's not it's not quite a logical leap like i you could do it if you slightly rearrange the the crime scene i think i think there's some changes you could make that would make this a little bit easier for players to like go like okay i can see how the cape got snagged you know on the bust and that sort of thing yeah and maybe it's a limitation of the animation um i was gonna say that like i can I can kind of in my head, like physics wise, see the cape getting caught on one of the cards or something and getting yanked up, but it wouldn't be perfectly like caught on it the way that it was. And maybe it was just, they only had a couple frames to show it. So they did it that way. And it just seems very far fetched. It's just yeah. like the conclusion, like the decisive piece of it, like evidence of what happened. Is like a speculation about a possibility that if I were my dad, the judge, I would kick <laughs> me out of court. Like, yeah, that seems pretty likely, but there's you cannot prove it. Like, I know they yeah, do it, the thing where they're like, "Oh, you didn't see the roses, so they folded behind the." But I'm like, that doesn't doesn't really do it for me, buddy. That's not the concrete evidence that we've had in all the other cases. Yeah, like the only way for this kind of case is to be solved without concrete evidence, right, though? Like, because Trillo stated that he saw all three pieces of Max's outfit, 
but Mo stated that he did not. And, like, we could... There could have been, like, a thing where, like, the roses just fell off before he even reached the crime scene. Like, there's other ways to explain why the roses didn't show up, so, like... There's reasonable doubt. There's reasonable doubt to this, but I... It was... Do you think that the only reason Phoenix got away with it is because there was no other theory? (laughs) Like, no one else literally said, hey, that's dumb. (laughs) Like, even Francisca was just so goddamn stunned that she was just like, I guess that must have been how it happened. And, like, (laughs) I... The only way that... This is one of those things where, like, he presents non-concrete evidence, but then something occurs, and that solidifies the truth. Because if it wasn't the bust, then uh, Acro would have no reason to hide it underneath his wheelchair. But because it... Because he hit it, it shows that that was decisive evidence. Yeah, which I mean, means that bust is related. We get our physical evidence, and we get our like confession, which is very important. But it just yeah, like uh, felt unsatisfying. I, yeah, I could see. I honestly, meanwhile, I'm over here being like, "Whoa, galaxy brain, Phoenix figured it out." Uh, oh, I'm so I, mad. <laughs> <laughs> furious, furious. I could, no, I, mean, I was co- I'm with Rose on this one. I did kind of take the wind out of the sails a little bit when they're like, and this one thing that we have to quickly explain is how it happened. I well, like, is I I guess the thing about it for me is that this is no different from Maya stepping in being like, all right, let me solve this case now. You know, what I, mean? I find that questionable too. That's true. Yeah. I do. I actually do find that questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> maybe I, maybe I'm just like I'm okay with it because honestly. I wanted to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, <laughs> all right. That's the best. That's the best argument you've made for it so far. Because, like, at a certain point, like, I was struggling during Acro's first testimony because he kept saying things that I was just like, "God, maybe a pe-, like you acquiring new pieces of evidence in between the court sessions." And I always think to myself, like, obviously, the new pieces of evidence must pertain to the new testimonies. It never occurred to me that the new testimonies. To- the new testimonies could require old uh, evidence, such as the hat that everyone sees the bust wearing, even though it fell on the ground. There's two hats, essentially, because of this bust wearing one, quote unquote, and then there's Max's hat that Russell Berry wore, but he got knocked off when he got bonked on the head. Uh, I bonked on the head and not bludgeoned into a quick death. He got um, he got like his fucking spinal cord broken by this goddamn bust. Yeah. It could have been Phoenix, but thankfully he was on the sofa in a public space. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's fair. If I drop a fire extinguisher from the third story, that might have killed Phoenix right. Um, I th- I guess the more interesting thing about this case to me was the, like, Acro's motive. Like, the actual case itself wasn't that interesting to me once I realized that, like, he got, I think it was somewhere during the second day of investigation where I realized that it was the bust and that, like, this is how it happened, this is why it happened. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, proving that Acro was the one, that Acro could have been the only person to have done it was the interesting part of the case to me. Like, the fact that because of, of the way he was holding the bust, he could not look out the window and right. drop the bust at the same time, so he must have, he had to create a uh, essentially, like a spot in which he knows that somebody would go to, and he knew that Russell Berry would try to take the wooden box 
because it contained the very pepper that apparently Regina used to pepper Bat to death, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Oh, God. I, this case is, so, <laughs> like, a lot of this case is shitty, but the parts that I like about it are really cool. Like, I, this is the first sympathetic killer we have. Like, this is the first moment where, like, I almost feel bad for putting Acro away, because, in a way, he's a victim in all this. And, like, n- no one here is innocent, except for Max, which is the weirdest thing. And even, <laughs> like... Even then, he's a bit of a shit. Even then, he's still a fucking creepazoid. Yeah. Like... I you know what maybe no that's also I guess the only innocent one no Russell did raise a fucking did shelter his child to the point to where she became a manslaughterer <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like I'm going through my brain of like who in this case could I forgive Russell no Regina no M- M- Mo Leon it's, it's Mo Mo Leon Mo didn't try to uh, date a sixteen year old girl and he also didn't try to murder so. What well, about Leon, the cat? What's the up? tiger? The, yeah, the tiger. Or yeah. The lion. The lion. The lion's <laughs> well, dead. The lion's dead, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't deserve that. No, uh, Russell had to do it to cover it up. Oh, what man. about Money the Monkey? Crime, I forgot about crime, Money. Criminal. criminal. Act- actively. Well, you know what? Thief. I'm glad he's a criminal. He stole I'm your goddamn he, badge. He's a thief, but honestly, like, you know how you can trust a a dishonest person to be dishonest. I can trust Money the Monkey to be a thief, so I actually do like yeah. him. Um, so, speaking of Money the Monkey, uh, two little things also that I wanted to bring up here. Uh, one, uh, animal JPEGs. Uh, oh, yeah. Just Amazing. delightful. Every single time uh, an animal popped up and they have like a slightly dithered uh, you know, probably a photo originally, you know, that they shrunk down and then maybe touched up with pixel art and maybe it was all original pixel art i'm not sure but they looked like photos that were they were you know dithered and brought you. down bitmaps are drawing <laughs> yeah and they they just uh it was just so fun and also to, to make it look like money the monkey is like moving around and stealing stuff from you they would have him pop up in the right side of the screen and then his profile picture would disappear shrink and then pop up on the left side of the screen and then disappear and shrink again and then pop up on the right side again you know to give this like uh, effect that uh, he is running around, so, which is really fun. Um, and then the other note that I also had was uh, I wanted to ask everybody, did you cross-examine Acro the second time? No. What do you mean the second time? So, the, basically the second... This came up during the stream. Yeah, during the stream, uh, we realized when Acro testifies the second time, he testifies about the Ringmaster and about Big Barry Circus and how Russell Berry took him in and all that yeah. stuff and how he wanted to repay him. Uh, and after he's done testifying, the judge says, do you want to cross-examine uh, him? And you can say, of course I'll cro- cross-examine uh, him. Or you can say, no need to question now. I... And if you choose no need to question him now, you skip the entire section of you know pressing and cross-examining him because uh, it is not necessary. You can immediately jump right to starting to say why. Uh, you cannot pr- prove a reason why Acro would have killed Russell because he was not actually trying to, cr- you know, kill Russell. Oh, you could just uh, not not do that? 
you, you can just not. literally it's the first time i'm aware of this happening in the series you can literally just huh. skip it entirely say nope i'm good and you can go right to start saying like he actually wanted to kill regina instead of going through that whole thing Damn. and pressing all the statements and then the judge goes i think we got enough information out of this no. yeah i cross-examined because like when do you not when do i not right like yeah I have it's to. like it's like everything that you've learned up to this point doesn't matter Boy. Yeah, again, I think it's one of those things where, as a player, you're encouraged to press statements, you're encouraged to always cross-examine, you're encouraged to always say, yes, I want to say one more thing, I want to pr- present evidence, you know, I one last time. I want to get that silly little bit of dialogue. Yeah, uh, and a couple times here, you're you're not supposed to, uh, so it's it's just interesting that uh, the, the inversion here that's, that's happening with this. So, uh... Like at but, least the one time they did that at the, and during the bonus case at the end of the first game, it was for a reason. And if you get it, it feels really good. But this time, it's just like you don't have to waste your time doing that. <laughs> yeah. But then, you if you do, it. because you're you, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You're just wasting your own time. I mean, I never thought. I never. They never presented it as like a way that they. That they would say, like, oh, you're wasting your time. In fact, I think that cross... Because, like, if I'm going to assume what the average player does, the average player is obviously going to cross-examine them, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, in the cross-examination, you do know that Acro tremendously respects the ringmaster and would never attempt to kill him. Mm-hmm. That it was an accident. That he was mm-hmm. simply someone else. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that that cross-examination just solidifies the point that Akko would try not to kill the ringmaster. I mean, I guess this is where this is interesting because I've played this game before and I, and when Iroh was like, oh, you can choose not to do it this time. I was just like, oh, really? Like you come to the same conclusion regardless of whether you press or not. And it's just like, okay, so let's not because I don't want to waste any more time on this case. Yeah, that's fair. I can I can see why you wouldn't want to waste it. But, like, this is my first time through it, so I was actually yeah. looking for a way that, like, I, either two things thought that I were coming for the outcome, which is, Acro did want to kill the ringmaster, or he did not. So, like, me cross-examining it was just solidifying the fact that he did not. And mm-hmm. I was unsure of whether or not he wanted to mm-hmm. kill the ringmaster. So that's why I was like, of course I need to cross-examine him. So I mean, I there's no punishment it. to doing it other than you are just using up a little bit more time to get a little bit more information for yeah. yourself. Francisco von Karma doesn't take off half my goddamn meter <laughs> if I decide to do this. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm i not, I'm not like, mad that I did it or anything. Like, if, to me, it doesn't matter. Like, it makes, it makes, literal, but it's, it's weird to me that you have the option. Like, huh. Right. They just let you do, like. I guess, you know, good for your, the speedrunners, but, like... <laughs> I don't know if there are people out there speedrunning oh, this God, game. Oh, God, why people would speed you? People speedrun everything. People speedrun Mario Party. People definitely speedrun Ace Attorney. How do you speed... You just kill all your friends. That's how you speedrun no, so Mario Party. So what you're supposed Party. to do is that you're supposed to play Mario Party alone, and you're supposed to play on a certain map, and you're supposed to pray to God you don't get certain mini games. and if you do, you're just supposed to fail those mini games. I can do that. You could do that. Um, so, like, I think, I think the only reason why I maybe maybe so think about it this way: Francisco von Karma and the judge double team you on this like fucking 
when Mo is a testimony witness, right? Get so, used like, to that for every other game in existence. <laughs> so, like, I, I felt like I was being fucking mind-gamed when I got that fucking prompt, because I was just like, and is Francisco going to be like, you fool, how dare you cross-examine this man who clearly loves the ringleader? You're an asshole! <laughs> and I thought, like, is this going to result in my death? I was fucking mind-gamed because of Mo. Like, I got fucking... I was I was reading combos that weren't there. Yeah, I'm gonna be afraid forever now because of that clown. No, I'm gonna be afraid forever because of fucking case one five. When you uh, the fucking last bit of that case where uh, evidence Chief Gant fucking tricks you with evidence law. Oh, that that is going to be the thing that like makes me paranoid in every case. Oh, I didn't get tricked by that, so. Now I, I just got save scum. That's, you know what I it was, do save Rose? scum. You know what it was, Rose? You were right. I was right. I just tried. I was right, but only <laughs> for that. Only for that one just case. Right. And now, because I wasn't right, I have this fear inside of me. Oh. Also, I do save scum every case. Oh yeah. Fear um, when I've been wrong. killed like twenty or twelve times. My I've lost twenty or twelve clients to. Uh, see, I, I just hit my first death. Oh, speaking of, this is the richest client I think that uh, Phoenix has had to defend. So maybe he'll have enough money to pay for stuff. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> oh Maximilian Galatska could definitely pay. Yep, absolutely. Oh so, uh, given that he has all that money, uh, as the case wraps up. The entire crew is hanging out there in the courtroom lobby, and they all go, you know what? Wouldn't it be great if we just started the circus again? We'll make it better than it ever has been before. We're all going to work together. Mo says he's going to buy whoopee cushions for every seat. <sighs> and it's just, they all go, yay, yeah, we'll do it. You Didn't know, you to all live just like, want to kill each other? Live up to the, the memory of, of Russell Berry. And uh, Max says, you got to come with us, Regina. You got to be part of this, too. And she goes, I, I, I'd love to. Max. Oh, my God. And Mo and Ben and Trello. Regina, he's guys... 21. Don't. <laughs> uh, and it, so it's supposed to be heartwarming, but I just kind of went, oh, yeah, no one learned anything. Sure. It, I, it so hits like... different now that I'm not the 16-year-old girl at the anime con. Not that I played this. <laughs> Listen, cannot recommend being a 16-year-old girl at an anime con in the uh, mid-2000s uh, or whatever. God, right. I would never. Um, I think, because they introduced like this weird subplot with uh, Max where he's like, take my photo of me winning the world uh, fucking... Grand Prix. Grand Prix and inspire all the other circus members to try their best so that we can be the best performers ever. And part of me is just like, all right, so sh we should take down the Ventura Quest. We could set up a sting, and then we can also set up a sting for Max after this case. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, Bat when he gets out of the coma, I feel like he's if gonna, we just gonna need a sting too. hit Max in the head with like a ball of wine, like a I, sketch comedy. I, 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 at least with Max, I get the impression that like he's he's gonna move on. Like, he seems very flighty. I, yeah, the possibility that Max looks at Regina and goes, you're a manslaughterer, no thank you. Or, or just like, <laughs> actually, you know, it's been like a week and I'm bored now. Like, Also, <laughs> I he has hot bunny girls in his fucking show. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? I don't know. <laughs> he's he's like, an there's, idiot. There's way better fish in the sea. 
You've got money, that... bro. You can have anyone. You can have anyone. <laughs> You've got insurance, probably. Well, have... No, to, let's not go that far. He works at the fucking circus. Yeah, but he has yeah. so much money, he just buys his own insurance. Yeah, I guess yeah. if he yeah. was smart, he would do he gets, that. He gets private. <laughs> private <laughs> college private. Panifornia insurance. <laughs> um, the, like, so. Yeah, what's up? Well, I was about to say, as the case wraps up, then we see Gumshoe having a phone conversation. You guys, yeah, and he says, "You know, that search that you told me to do, that impromptu search, it really paid off. It really paid off. And uh, did you did you really have it all figured out yesterday?" And the other person replies, "Well, it was just a theory, but uh, if Acro was really the killer, that's the only way." Things could have gone, especially if he was the defense attorney and the camera pans across the airport to show Miles Edgeworth sitting there on the phone talking to Gumshoe while reading a newspaper. He's on back. a cellular phone with an antenna. He's not dead. He's alive. And he's just been off on, on the, the far- trip somewhere. At the farm. He was on the farm with the other prosecutors. <laughs> I was, was on the prosecutor right. vacation farm. Yeah. Was he wearing dark the combination blue? combination prosecutor his... farm and vacation farm. He <laughs> yes, wearing... he had his jacket on, yeah. He had dark blue on, and I was like, that's not right. Yeah, it's like a coat Who over his he? coat. Oh, Big collar. Good. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Mm, who knows? Maybe you'll see Edward's next case now. I think the best thing that came out of this case was Edgeworth. Um, every other fucking thing sucks. I like Acro the most out of this case, and low-key, if I was his lawyer, I would try to get him off of it, because a part of me was like, you know what? Fuck it. They all deserve it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, straight up. I, like, I... Regina fucking hospitalized a man... Two people! Two people! Mm-hmm. And the circus covered it up? Russell Berry's implicit! Complicit. Mm-hmm. Implicit? Com- complicit. Complicit. Pl- he's plicit! <laughs> he's plicit as hell. Uh, he's, he's plicit as hell! He's dead now! Every single fucking member of this circus, oh, if they yeah. knew what went down, they were all goddamn enemies. The only ally Acro had was Money the Monkey. And yep. <laughs> that's all he needed, I guess. I, oh. I, I knew it was gonna be <sighs> fucked up as soon as you talked to Regina. And she's like, well, my dad says when people die, they become stars, so it's okay if people die. And I was like, oh, she doesn't know what death is. This is definitely going to be a problem later. And it was. <laughs> the amount of therapy that she... So, like, I'm not saying... I'm. This is, this is weird, I'm right, right? there with I... you. She's going to need a lot of fucking help when she's she... an adult. Oh, yeah. Like, she's fucked. She, she has raised... She's been through a sheltered life. And... I'm not saying that sheltered people are going to become manslaughterers, but Regina definitely, like... Hey, there's a lot of sheltered po- people out there, and not as many she- manslaughterers, so... You know what? There's a there's probably, like, ratio of, like, sheltered people versus sheltered people who have access to lions, and... Yeah, that's probably like a pretty, very small ratio, but... It's pretty low, I bet, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I... People are always using Regina as, like, Oh, she lived. A, she lives a sheltered life, and that's why she didn't quite understand death. And I'm like, bro, I like she fed her lions meat. She knows that lions need to kill to eat. Like, I don't think she does. How like, the f- she just did. No one. 
No one showed her Lion King? No. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Showing her Lion King would have been worse, because when fucking Simba's dad shows up in the clouds, that would have solidified her, they all become stars. Yeah, theory. exactly. Like, I used <laughs> to work with... I used to work with young kids, and, like, one of the things that you should absolutely never do when you're talking about death with kids is to tell them, like, oh, you know, they they just went to sleep, or, like, oh, they're in heaven, or, oh, they're in a different place now. Like, you should never, ever do that. It just... They need to know. <laughs> Just tell yeah. them, like, because I... <laughs> that is not good for them. It can make them afraid of, like, going Adam? to sleep, for example. Like, yeah. it's uh... it's not good. <laughs> do not do that. I, like, I don't know. There's something about, like, I should start by saying that, that I'm not a professional or an expert on, like, anything. how to raise, on literally anything. You want to talk to me about Mega Man Battle Network? I'm here for you. If, but, like, I don't know how to tell a child how to deal with death. I'm not going to say that I do. But I'm definitely not going to say that Russell Berry did it right. You're also, <laughs> you're also not a parent, nor do you work in anything that requires you to take care of children. I'm not a parent. I'm just I'm single, so I don't know how to... It's fine. Be- I think we can successfully denounce Russell Berry's parenting style. Um, I just, like, bro, you covered it up? The second you cover something up means that you know that you did something wrong, which means the second Russell Berry covered up Bat's hospitalization and Acro's wound means that Russell Berry fucking knew something was up, but then he went, oh, for my darling daughter, one new lion, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, he got her a tiger. What is her new animal? Is it a tiger? Yeah, yeah. the tiger, tiger is the yeah. one she has. The tiger What's that the attacks name? us multiple times. Is it Tony? Is that the tiger's name? No, it has like a French name. Uh, shoot, I don't have the tiger's name in front of me. I gotta uh, check it. We're now. fake Some fans. Character we're in this fake case. fans. Regent. Regent. Uh, Who the fuck named it Regent? She did. She did. I guess. Oh, she sucks. Uh, uh, everyone, so... I told you it's an it's an am I the asshole Reddit thread where the answer is definitively everyone here sucks. I argue yes. that Acro doesn't suck. <laughs> he, he, he planned he on killing a child. Somebody. He was going he, to kill a 16-year-old yeah. girl with a blunt object dropped from two stories. I would argue that he no. probably went insane in those six months. Murder is <laughs> wrong. We are anti-death penalty on this podcast. We are, but I argue that he is a victim of in this as well. I, just because you're a victim doesn't mean you get to kill kill people. I True. F- fair. She's right. That's you right, got a fair right. point. <laughs> Who's my right? Last, my last two notes here are one uh, at the end. You can accuse the judge uh, of having the weapon under his stand. <laughs> we did uh, this. And the we game, watched the VOD. Uh, and and yeah, and the and the judge gives you two massive penalties that take up basically ninety to ninety five percent of your health bar. Uh, it's very very funny because. He's like, uh, what, you he... think that's funny? You're like, no. And I he do. Goes, oh, you think it's funny? We're going to have another one. <laughs> yeah, have another one. And he gives you another penalty. And it's very, very funny. So if you want to, if you have not played it and you want to see it, we have that on the VOD uh, on the YouTube. And then also, uh, I wanted to know, uh, I think we're uh, all probably in unison on this, but when you had to catch Money the Monkey, which option did you choose? Did you choose Give It Back Monkey Brain? Did you choose stay 
or did you choose ooh 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 scratch scratch? I chose ooh ooh, ooh scratch scratch as soon as I could. Yeah, okay. Uh, we all did it. I no, think. I chose I, I chose stay actually. Oh, okay. All wow. right. As a, as a dog. How did that owner, go out for you? That's the that's the answer of somebody who really likes Miles Edgeworth. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're right, but I don't know if correlation is causation. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to hold up in court. It's not going to hold up in court, but I'll take it because you're right. It will. Oh. It will in in gay court. Actually, that's the only kind of court I want to be in. I need to be judged by a jury of my peers. A jury of your queers. Mm. Damn it! Fuck! Damn oh, you, Ben! Ben got there before us. God damn it. I was damn on the fucking like in Fuck. the barrel. Uh, ten points for Ben. I've been I've been waiting to use that one for weeks. <laughs> Well, that'll do it for us this time, folks. That is case 2-3, Turnabout Big Top. Oh, my God, we made it through. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can follow the show on Twitter, at Ace Attorney Pod, to stay up to date on the latest episodes, as well as the streams and YouTube uploads of Desi and I playing through the game. You can follow me on Twitter, at Yotsuben. Desi, where can people find you? Uh, I should probably get a more professional Twitter. At, yes, this is Des. <laughs> uh tiago where can people find you um so this is embarrassing i was gonna make the clown honk noise just now because i was like i haven't had a chance to do this, this episode because <laughs> i've been working Please. on it i've been working on it in my free time like that's You've how much I've been, thinking, I've been practicing oh my so God. like i think i got it better like i there's one version where i do it without exhaling breath so it's like and that is like better that but is then better like, and like that, I like better. Like that is funner. Um, my Twitter is t- at Tiago S Dutra. Uh, I recently joined a coding boot camp located. I'm not gonna. Well, I guess I can say. Boston. <laughs> you don't right need now. to give details. It's I can say people know I live in Boston. I say it on my fucking Twitter. So like <laughs> the greater Boston, Boston area. Welcome. So like chances, if someone finds me in Boston, if they ever call out and be like, "Hey, that's Tiago," I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run away. I'm gonna run away as right. fast as I can. Understand. Um, it's so like I'm not gonna be posting a lot. It's probably just gonna be like me retweeting the updated autopsy report blog uh, Twitter uh, at Tiago Estutro. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the baton. Mm-hmm. And Rose grabbing the baton away. You can find me at Trauma Arts on Twitter for my art account and Rose Nonsense for my personal account. Uh, please buy my art or just you know check out me retweeting Animal Crossing gifts. Co-signed. Mm-hmm. Buy her art. Please. Please. Yep. I'm poor. Buy Dex's art. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope that you'll rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform of choice. Next episode, we will be heading into case 2-4 as we play Farewell, My Turnabout. This one, I think, is going to be good, folks. So I'm looking forward to see what you all think of it. Uh, if you want to watch along with us you can do so on the youtube or play it yourself and in two weeks we'll be back here to talk about farewell my turnabout bye bye, bye. bye.